have not scored first through five games. They have not led for one second in this building. And if they stave off the elimination two nights from now, they will have to find a way in a building that has not been easy for them to say the least. TD Garden will be rocking with the Bruins faithful, but tonight belongs to Carolina. That's what it sounded like, Jack Edwards, with the call. And joining us right now on the Harbor One Hotline is Jack Edwards, who's brought to us by findmassmoney.com. Jack, this has been all about home ice, and you tell me, how important is that last change? Is that playing a role in this and what Bruce is able to do with that perfection line? You, you pegged it, and uh, the perfection line, at least to start, will be broken up. Uh, Bruce Cassidy is going with the 12 forward set if uh, the morning skate is any indication, and I think it is, um, of uh, uh, Bergeron with um, uh, uh, Jake DeBrusque on his right and Marshawn on the left. Why would he do that at because home, Jay? I, I think uh, the, uh, the old football cliche, you dance with who brung you, uh, plays out here um, because – the Bruins played at their best from October through May 1st when that 12-forward set was in place. Um, the 6-D, uh, Matt Grizzlick appears to be out tonight. Uh, Mike Riley will skate on the second D pair along with Brandon Carlo. Uh, Grizzlick clearly struggled during Game 5. And um, as far as home ice goes, um, Jordan Stahl is one of the best defensive centers in the NHL. He can nullify uh, just about every center in the league, and he's done a great job against Patrice Bergeron, whatever his wings happen to be on a given shift in Raleigh. Um, by Bruce Cassidy having the last change, he can um, insert Bergeron's line against uh, the line that Rod Brindamore reveals first. that Those are the rules. When the referee or linesman holds his hand up to stop play and there's a change, um, the visiting coach must put his five skaters on the ice within 15 seconds, and then the home coach can match that. And um, that has been a key to this series. So, so okay, so if we're talking about dance with the one that brought you, I guess you have no issues with Swayman, you know, getting that start again tonight. Uh, I, you know, I, I had a feeling that uh, Bruce would go with um, Lena Solmar um, because Swayman has yet to um, steal a game. Neither has Lena Solmar, but uh, the Bruins have won two games in this series, and Swayman has been in net for both of them. And I think Cassidy is playing the hunch and the feeling that what worked two times can work two more times. Especially at home. <laughs> hey, yeah. Jack. Uh, so you mentioned him mixing up these lines a little bit. Uh, it, that That second line was not very productive offensively in the last game, and obviously it was 5-1 loss. Uh, how much do you think Pasternak can elevate that line with Hall and Hella? 
Well, uh, the key is really Eric Hall uh, being the catalyst between Taylor, Taylor Hall and David Pasternak. If Hall does what Bergeron does in the defensive zone and makes himself available for the six to eight foot pass to get out of the zone cleanly with possession instead of just dumping the puck into the neutral zone, uh, that launches an attack. And you have two of the most effective uh, rushing wings in the NHL in Hall and Pasternak. And they're completely different styles of rushing the puck. Uh, Hall is more of a traditional Bobby Hull power up the wing uh, skater. And Pasternak, you never know what trick he's going to pull out of his bag. So um, that gives the Bruins a an unbelievably dynamic attack. It's hard to predict off the rush and it baffles most teams, and um, it's been effective against Carolina. If Halla plays the, the full 200-foot game, it's really incumbent on the center to drive that line. Right, we're talking to Jack Edwards from, from Nesson. And, Jack, you mentioned Lindholm is back. He's with McAvoy in the morning skate, obviously Riley and Carlo. So I guess Cassidy had said that Grizzlick was playing through some stuff, I think was the way he put it, because he just hasn't looked yeah. himself here recently at all. So what is this? Is this just... It's not a healthy scratch, right? Or is he just not happy with his playing, or is he really dealing with something? Uh, he's dealing with something, and as a result of something uh, that the NHL does not disclose, uh, unlike the NFL, where where they're very wary of information getting to gambling interests and, and parlaying an advantage of information, uh, the NHL is still... Uh, blastedly opaque on injuries. Uh, Grizzlick has not been playing up to uh, near 90%, much less 100%. And whether or not it's because of that injury, um, Bruce has no margin of error tonight. And so he's going with the more effective Mike Riley. So, Jack, special teams has been such a big part of this series, especially like the home team seems, I'm going to say seems to get the advantage. Even Carolina uh, in the last game, uh, what are they? Two for five. And uh, the Bruins were like, oh for three. And I guess you yeah. can't bitch and complain about the rest, but do you think advantage <laughs> Bruins in this situation? Like, Hey, we owe you who, one now. You say it's Jack your turn? can't bitch about who, the refs. Who said, <laughs> who said I can't bitch and complain about the refs? <laughs> <laughs> I I I am not the scourge of 31 different teams for nothing. You know, I I uh, I say what I see and I admit that I see it often through the heart, but uh the ref uh the refereeing in this league needs to get improved. Um and that's a global issue, but uh at this point in the immediacy of the moment uh, I think you've got to just plan on getting penalties that you don't anticipate and kill them because there's no recourse. You know, there is no appeal. There is no delay. You've got to kill that penalty right now, whether it's deserved or not. Jack, playing off of that, uh, we were talking the other day about the NHL, and like no other sport, if the coach comes out after the game, starts complaining about the refs, it always seems like it flips the other way the next game. Brind- you know, Cassidy did it after game two. Brenda Moore's doing it. It's just Cassidy did it last night. Is it, 
Why do they? Why are they so successful bitching in this league, <laughs> bitching about refs and then getting it flipped the next night? It seems like it's clockwork. I have a theory about that, believe it or not, and and it's um, it's still a Canadian culture dominated league, and Canada is Ooh. less than one tenth the size of the United States in population, and it's uh, a small town, so to speak, during the NHL playoffs and everybody talks about every single game and every single call and the refs I think have thin skin and rabbit ears and they are susceptible to distractions and they ought to treat themselves as a sequestered jury during the playoffs and all season long for that matter because um, there is a definite reactive factor to coaches uh, complaining about calls publicly and those complaints making headlines and the subsequent advantage to that team. You know, you can recite Bruins history for a long, long time when coaches speak out about the refs they get reactions, and that's, I suppose, why they still do it. But, you know, you got to kill those penalties tonight because if you don't, you're golfing tomorrow. Jack, this team has struggled so much at drawing first blood. Like, they just can't get out against this Canes team and score first. What do you think it would take for them to finally do that tonight at TD? I, I, a little puck luck. Um, Auntie Ranta had the best 10 minutes of his career at the beginning of game five. Uh, Bergeron had a golden chance. Marshawn had a platinum chance and lifted the puck over Ranta's left leg pad, which is really difficult in that tight quarters. And Ranta had separation between his left forearm and his left leg pad and reached up and made the glove save. That was an unbelievable save. It might have been the best save I ever saw Auntie Ranta make. And, you know, if if it tips off the leg pad and flips over his forearm, the Bruins score the first goal. And, you know, it's, it's less than a game of inches. It's a game of fractions of inches. And the Bruins are due a good break. I, I think um, Carolina has gotten the clutch play from a number of different clutch players in the early going to stave off the consistent storm that the Bruins have brought to the Carolina end. But I, I think the harder you work, the luckier you get, and the luck is due to bounce Boston's way tonight. Yeah, well, the, I'm sorry. No, no, I was going to say, so that's, yeah. that's it. You, you got them winning then, I'm assuming. No golf until next week. Hey, I, I wake up, and every day I'm thankful for, and, you know, it was a gloomy dawn in downtown Boston this morning. It was foggy. It was overcast. And throughout the day, the weather has gotten better, brighter, warmer. I, I take that as a sign that things are on the mend and they're going to get better every second we go into that good night tonight. <laughs> All right, Jack. Well, listen, I don't have to tell you to enjoy tonight because I know you will. Bruins, Canes <laughs> at the Garden tonight. Have a good one tonight. 
I hope to talk to you next week. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jack Edwards from Nesson. We appreciate it. Thank you.